Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Morena. Aotearoa, 31st of October 2022 on a Monday morning, four minutes past six. Hope you are doing well and feeling good to start your week. A big week as we look to round out October and move into November. Gee, we're not too far away. One more month and we'll be saying hello summer. For me right now, I'm going to say a big hello to Kempi up there in what feels like summer probably in the far north. Kempi, morning mate. Morena Louis, morena boys. Yep, no, it's uh, it's not really summer up here, mate. Plenty of rain over the weekend, but um, still warm. We're getting there. Not too far away, Louis, like you said. Another uh, month or so, and be streaming out. The sun will be coming through nice nice and hot. Can't wait. Well, we're right in that period, Kempi, where it's so, there's so much racing, it's every second day because it's the Melbourne Cup Carnival. <laughs> and so whether you're licking your wounds or counting your cash from Derby Day, well, you don't have long to do it because straight in tomorrow, first Tuesday in November, which happens to be the 1st of November, there's a quirk for you, and uh, the pubs will be packed come 5 o'clock. Man, it is such an event, isn't it? Yeah, the cup's on, mate. Um, yeah, pr- plenty of, like you said, plenty of uh, racing around. There's uh, Pukakoi too tomorrow up in Auckland. That'll be heaving with uh, Ellerslie still under under tools, you know, getting getting that track all sorted out for, uh, I guess, you know, it's going to be pretty exciting um, time for the Ellerslie uh, Racing Club. But, mate, it doesn't get any bigger this time of the year. The whole nation shuts down. Uh, I, just, I do remember being an Aussie, mate, when Melbourne Cup came around and Mate, everyone just basically took the day off work. You know, you got the sweepstakes going, and like you said, uh, it's it's on steroids over there. Everyone's just having fun throughout any state um, when that Tuesday Melbourne Cup race starts. Yeah, that's right. Can be it's a different stratosphere, isn't it? And Izzy, he's he's in the thick of it. He's lapping it up. He's right in the middle of it. We we'll have a chat about the weekend's happenings in just a second. Um, Joe Neeps running the cutter today, doing a fantastic job. Putting the show together. Gee, it's good to be back on a Monday. It's, it's a bit different. I think my body clock, my weekly body clock's a bit off kilter, but I'm sure I'll I'll loosen up as we go on, Kimpy. And we've got a, a show where we're going to cover it all. Right now, Samoa are 6-0 up over France in the Rugby League World Cup. We're going to catch up with our man Drew Derbyshire, who did such a good job last time he was on the show. He's been given a call-up off the interchange again. He's the deputy editor at Love Rugby League, and he's got that big baritone voice, and he loves his code, doesn't he, Kempe? We were both very impressed with him last time. Yeah, knows his stuff. Knows his stuff, and, um, mate, it's been been a pretty uh, epic weekend of footy. Some massive scores, both England and... Uh, Tonga was a real surprise, putting 90 past Cook Islands. Cook Islands must have thrown the towel, and the old mate Kev Edo up there in the Islands will be spewing that his boys are just laid down against the Tongans there. So um be good to talk to Drew, mate, see where he is. England, obviously, mate, they're, uh, yep, they're going very well. They're surprising everyone. 
They are indeed. They're going huge. Actually, some smart judges, including Sammy Hewitt here at SCNZ, thought that they are the team of the tournament so far, playing the best football. So I don't know how too many people that were tipping that to start with. So we'll get Drew's take on it all. It starts to get a bit more serious now, doesn't it? And speaking of getting serious, well, you've heard it here on SCNZ. We've been so lucky to bring you the T20 World Cup commentary and like McCarty and... Richard Peachtree, Peaches on Saturday night, Grant Elliott involved as well. The whole Aussie crew we've got together. Well, they've been going fantastic. And last night, South Africa knocked off India very tight again, as most of these games have been, apart from the ones the Black Cats have played, of course. So that is quite important because it looks like the Black Caps, if they can um, finish strong against Ireland and England, there's a pretty decent chance we might end up top of our pool and India, well, they lost to South Africa last night, and it looks like there's a good chance that they might finish second in there. So how are we ready for another semi-final against India? <sighs> Far out. Thinking back to the world, last World Cup, it was tense, uh, the 50-over one, of course. So we'll take in some highlights from the weekend of cricket. After eight, Black Ferns Kempe. How good were the Black Ferns? We were up there, and Fang is on... Friday, giving it all the attention and hype we could muster <laughs> between us, and we were pretty excited. And we spoke to Alana Bremner, we spoke to Rachel Burford, and they came out. Some of their running, their their running code, the balls through the hands, out the back, was just scintillating, mate. Yeah, look, it, it um, it's a good time to be playing that type of football too. You know, going and to their semi-final and final if they do get that far, knowing that uh, they have got that type of football in, in them. Um, whether whether or not they can produce that up against the, probably the two best defensive teams in the competition that they're going to have to face to win it uh, is yet to be seen. But you've got to be happy with the way that uh, things are going. Lots of lots of depth, you know, lots of people find full positions. Um, what Wayne Smith does is he got something up his sleeve. We'll wait and see, but, you know, they're in the first semi. They're a step away from the final. And listen to Ruby Tui post-game talk about um, what it means to run out there in front of her home crowd. You know, that's the, the extra little 1-2% one, two, one, two that they need to, to probably get across this first semi um, against the French. And then, you know, England England look a different, you know, and different killer fish. Man, they look good too. So uh, it's going to be a good... A good couple of games, semis uh, coming up, and hopefully our gir- our girls can get through to the the major the major final. It all starts now, really, doesn't it, for them? And and like everything they've been building towards, just trying to fine tune it. Um, man, some of those changes in the back line really, I, I thought, paid off. I think the connections were awesome, and just I was blown away every time by Porsche Woodman's speed. Like I've never <laughs> I've never seen Porsche Woodman at full flight and knock on whoa. Like she is so quick and just so explosive. So Johnny Hammond's up there in the UK. He's commentating for ITV and he's the founder of the women's rugby pod. Now these um this crew up here there, they're plugged in in their women's rugby. Much like Rachel Burford was, they are taking this in and they know how good their English side is. So as the tournament gets serious, we'll chat to him. And Mark Chittick, I don't know if you saw I Wish I Win, Kempe, but we were talking all about the Kiwis and what big race we were going to snag. La Creek ran a ran a massive fourth, just peaked on her run a little bit. Maybe the tempo was a, a bit too hot. She's lickety split was up there as well, setting that tempo with her lightweight. Uh, the Derby, sharp and smart, just wobbled around a little bit where he found the top. And we had uh, Manzois, 
the Waller trained our Manzor come flying over the top with Mickey D, another Kiwi on board. Um, oh, Mr. Maestro just. He had that wide gate to work from, got a drag into it, but the winner was just too good. And then up in Sydney, $10 million Golden Eagle heading to Matamata to Waikato Stud. <laughs> Those famous Waikato Stud colours, which you know really well, Kimpi, because um, I know Al's had some success training for the Chittics throughout the years, and just, I wish I win a different horse when he went to Australia. And remember when we spoke to Peter Moody and he and he said this horse was going to win a big race and if he got him a little bit earlier, he could be a Cox Plate horse. Well, he's come out and he's won the Golden Eagle, which is a nice, nice race. And he did it well. Yeah, it was impressive. Good to see the uh, the celebrations too, Mark Chiddick, with, the, with his, uh, <laughs> his whole farm by the looks of it inside his house. Man, they, they, they would have had a good night down there. He loves to have a... Have a good old tipple, uh, does Mark Chitter. But yeah, I wish I went and watched that race. Very impressive, uh, especially given those shots that they showed on his Twitter page um, as a foal and his, his bent front front legs, you know. It didn't look like he was going to be, be any good at all. But then to go out and win the Golden Eagle, um, yeah, absolutely. I'm so I'm so happy for him. And just his comments and around what it means to him. Um, and his workers and how much they all invest in their in their horses personally is a is a is a great uh, I guess a great sign of of the man that Mark Chittick is. So uh, well done to them and and like you said, Louis, the yeah the Kiwis the the big ones all the I look that um, man's voice that shot down the outside there. You know, I thought I thought uh, Roger Roger had got him home. I thought J Mac. You know, what he ride on the weekend? He rode five maybe five of the five of the first. Six, seven races, he had winners. Um, man, the, the kid's on fire. Absolutely on fire. If you got, you got him on your horse, he's, um, he's going to give it every chance of winning. I thought he, I thought he got Roger's horse home, but wasn't to be what the Waller got. Waller got him on, the, uh, on, that, um, on that last bit of uh, the straight there. But you know, I, guess, I guess Roger would be pretty happy with second, um, knowing that he has got a good horse for the future. And and you're right, across the board, the Kiwis are doing so well. Um, Lower Creek, mate, fourth, yeah? You think first uh, first tip, trip over there? Probably going to pick up a good one, I reckon, somewhere along the line. It's just, what, what do they set it for? I don't know. Well, the plunge was incredible. Like, the money absolutely came steaming in, um, probably off the back of J-Mac. He just, anything he touched, it, you were just crazy to be punting against him. Um, I don't know. Like, she kind of, I, I actually haven't gone back and analysed the race completely yet, but maybe there was a really hot tempo and she kind of got stuck chasing as the one to drag them up to it, and then she kind of hit that... I mean, Flemington's a big, gnarly track, eh? Like, if you haven't been there before, and they do learn a lot once they go there, she might have just hit her spot about 150 out, you know, her peak, and then she's just not being able to sustain that run. But she'll keep, don't worry about that, she will keep. Mark says, morning, boys. Uh, For one, I thought Pangol went okay. At least they know a bit more about him, and the experience will only help him. I like number 17 in the Melbourne Cup. Punt well. That is from Mark. Mark, appreciate your message there. And, yep, Pongal to start the day. Look, there's no disgrace in his effort at all. He was the third starter coming up against some really classy horses, and we did mention that a couple of times last week. You were getting a, a reduced price to maybe what his actual value was, Kempi, but 
He gave a hell of a side out in front and he um, did himself proud. I think he ran fifth in the end. It would have been, I would have loved to be next to Izzy when he hit the uh, hit the front by a couple of lengths in the 200. The and, uh, yeah. You're just thinking, keep going, boy. You know, but you know in racing, 200 metres out from home is a long way. Um, and they just... Yeah, they just, uh, as you said, Lloyd, some, some more experienced horses swamped over the top of them. Um, I've been reading all the comments um, on the socials about from the boys about uh, how they're feeling about the horse. They're all quite happy. And as you, as you said, third starter, um, lots to learn. Put up, you know, group racing. Once you get up in that group, that group territory, uh, you're up against it. And there's lots of, as we saw on the weekend, Ice Bath comes out, you know, oh. always in the money wins another one. <laughs> your your um, old mate, did you, did you back her? Mate, I, I actually, I, I, um, I, I actually didn't even have a bet on the weekend. I, I watched everything, but I just didn't have a, I, I didn't really feel like having a, having a bet. I just sat down, um, I just love sometimes watching all the good horse run, horses run around. And when you're not too sure, and Ice Bath's one of my favourites, you know, when that came up and one of us paying 10 bucks, it's like, yeah, man, that's that's the one you should have been on. You're always backing them. And, um, but it was just good to see this time of the year across the board, you know, every race there's something that comes out and you go, man, these, these trainers, I've got them, they've got them up for the right time of the year. So, yeah, oh, look, I, from, from Izzy and them, um, Izzy sent me a text on the weekend just saying, you know, like, real happy, you know, been there. They got that one under under their belt, and uh, I'm pretty sure Chris Waller. Look, look what he does to his horses, mate. He'll have something planned for that horse, and it'll definitely come back stronger. Um, so more experience, and put you know put that one to bed and and kick on again. I'll, I wonder I wonder what they're setting it for. Oh, it'll go for a spell now, and probably come back in the autumn and. In the autumn, may, yep. maybe. Uh, oh, there'll be a nice mile. Yeah. I, I wonder, wonder. I don't know what his best distance is, and, I, and that's for Chris to work out. And but there'll be a, look, there'll be a group mile race or a nice mile race on a Saturday at Randwick over the autumn, maybe through the championships if it's good enough. And um, oh, it's very exciting to even have a horse that can be racing in that class and running fifth in a group three on Derby Day. That's pretty. That's pretty I was telling my mates at the pub they were going. Hey, have you got any good stories about people you know owning like horses and making millions? And I was like, oh, not really, to be honest, because it's a bit of a victim's game. Uh, but, but I tell you what, I do have a guy I work with who just got on his first horse and it ran fifth on Derby Day. And they're like, well, like at Flemington. I was like, yeah, it's Izzy Dag. And they're like, oh, of course it is. Of course it is. So it's still a pretty cool position to be in. And, and Kempi, how's this from Pat? We haven't even touched on it yet. The Ferns are trying hard and doing themselves in the game. Very proud. I was confused with the All Blacks. Was I watching the All Blacks or the All Whites? I switched it off mid-second half. That's from Pat at Christchurch. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, mate. Oh, look, it's a... Uh... I reckon it's really sobering, don't you, don't you think that um, when when was a when is it that you think oh we're going up to Japan to to play such a tight test match like we're actually cruising up to Japan with the All Black side and um, there a shout the the Japanese as he was telling us you know he spoke to the the coaches up in Fiji saying they couldn't wait for us to get up there and how how right was Izzy? You know, they. I look. I was really impressed with Japan. I thought that um, money for jam on the point, on the point start they tipped out can be. 
Oh, no. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I don't want to give too much away because I've written off the back fence about the, the All Blacks today, but I'll tell you who I am impressed with is when I look at it across the board, our coaches that are coming through, and I don't know what the New Zealand rugby have in, have in mind for the future, but their current coaching structure and the model that they use is outdated. That was confirmed on Saturday. Backwards even. Yeah, nice stuff, Kempi. I look forward to that. Oh, I can't, I can't wait for that one. Uh, Joey, what have you got hanging around your neck, mate? Boys, I did it. I finished half marathon. How good. And I actually, I ran 20 minutes faster than I expected. 20? 20 minutes faster, or 21 minutes faster than I expected, yeah. Well done, well Joe. done yeah, Joseph. Nice. <laughs> well done, Joe. That is very good. Was it fun? Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. I I loved I loved the rain. Like I I loved uh, the competition because I've just been running by myself and to actually like yeah you know, uh, run next to someone and think oh I can like I can go faster than this person and, and do it. You know, it's pretty intense. I, I loved it. Yeah. Well, full marathon next for you, Joe. Um, yeah. <laughs> you get you be one of those crazy people that get the bug for it and can't stop. Joe, you are a winner, out and out. Congratulations. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.